BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. JVN is here. This is like a really big deal, everybody. Hi. Hi. You podcast hoe. Yes. Do you feel like you're a podcast hoe lately? Lately? Yeah. Well, I, like you're a podcast pioneer. Yeah. I, I, I feel <laughs> you like invented I, I feel podcasts. Like I'm the, yeah, I, I do actually feel like a podcast hoe now that you say <laughs> I it. I feel like a podcast hoe all the time. I just feel like I've been turned inside out yeah. all over <laughs> everywhere. Just everyone sees everything, you know, for you're, all these years. For all these years. Yes. I have like the podcast equivalent of like the most gigantic rosebud that's ever existed. Really? Do you know what that is? No, I don't. That's why I was transitioning. It's when someone engages in so much anal sex that they get this like huge prolapsed asshole. And yeah. it, it's called a rosebud. And you just get this like huge red thing that like falls out of your butt. That's what it's like the 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 medical term for it. No. Okay. I think that's like what they, it's like. It's called a rosebud, girl. A rosebud. I can't so, heard. But, so it looks ba- ugly. Then. It's like my it, honestly for I don't want to like body shame anyone because like it's. But if you see Every somebody person, with a rosebud, you're No, out. it's just like some people, it's like a sign of beauty. In some cultures, it's a sign <laughs> of beauty. For me, <laughs> it's like kind of one of my biggest fears. Like if you, well, now you're married. But, yeah, but like if I you, don't ever want to look down there and be like, what the hell? But if you would, you were with this hot guy, they bent over, rosebud, asshole. I'm thinking you got to appreciate the culture. Like you lean in. Yes. But aren't you scared to like hurt it more or rosebud no, they, it more? They seem to be pretty like resilient. <laughs> You know, if you if you're wait, able to get there in the wait. first place, like you can, they can they can deal with that. Uh, yeah. Did you ever have a rosebud? No, mine's always like been able to just be like mine's always been like internal. Oh it's my. probably one internally. So you have a good butthole. It's like intact. Did you bleach it ever? No, but I do gently exfoliate the outside loosely, like which is like loose. I never put exfoliant in my hole. But I do do like loose. I actually explained this in my stand up show, Fun and Slutty, because I do at the end, I do a live tutorial on how to prep for anal. But only after I do a crowd survey of like who's into anal and then who's curious about anal but doesn't know how to get ready. And then, you know, it's usually not that many people. People are a little (laughs) nervous about anal. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. Do you want to know a story about me? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. This is. I have a disgusting story to tell you later, too. Okay. But it's not about me. I can't believe I've never said this out loud. Thank <sighs> God my husband doesn't listen to my podcast. I 
put out when I was younger. Like I literally from 12, I was like down oh, to make yeah, out okay, and hook yeah, up and all yeah, that. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I couldn't help. I loved it. Oh my God. I was like, fill me up. And I was a woman. I was really a woman at like 11. I'm not I don't kidding. know. If I looked that's like how this. It works. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm kidding you guys. I wasn't No, I lost my virginity at 18, but wait for it. I was like 17 or 16, maybe 17. And I had this guy that I knew my like my whole kind of teenagehood and uh-huh. was really hot surfer dude, like long blonde hair. I loved it. Okay. Like in the movies, I was like, I'm gonna lose my virginity. Yeah, it's happening. I did the whole. I was literally in a movie. I ordered pasta, but put it in plates as if I made the pasta. I was literally oh, in a rom com. Very share. Yeah, 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 yeah. So share. Yeah. Then I'm like, I got my period. So what did I do, JVN? What? What do you do? What did I do? You just fuck it. Just do it anyway. No. Oh. I did what we were just talking about. Oh, you did anal. I did. Good for you. You said, you know what? You said resourceful queen. I said, can't do in that hole right now. I'll do that hole. Yes. And, and, all and my he friends, was probably so accommodating. And my friends made so much fun. Like, it was like the funniest story. Because was he just it, like, no problem? He, no, he, I think, suggested Love. it probably. Oh, yeah. oh, good for him. Yeah. yeah. You both were resourceful. But I was down. Of course. You know? I feel like... I feel like the longer you don't do it is probably wait. So you the longer lost you'll your wait. virginity <laughs> exactly. in your butthole first. Right. <laughs> that took me so long for that to be like, oh yeah, because I was no, like, Duh, yeah, that's that so natural. But like, for you, that's interesting. It's double interest because right. you had another choice. Right. So you still went with that. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't wait a couple days. I was days. like, okay, not yeah. that then this. And my friends made fun of me because of that. Where you said like you lost that virginity first. Good for you. I, I leaned. Your down. friends don't sound like. That no, they weren't. They yeah. weren't. They weren't fun. Okay, I haven't done it. I, I'm not into it normally, though. Do you want to hear a, a crazy but story? But you exfoliate. Wait, do you exfoliate oh. with a face exfoliator or a body? Exfoliator? No, I usually do like. So I've actually, honestly, I've used the Cora turmeric exfoliant by Miranda Kerr. <laughs> I've used that, and I've also used. <laughs> I could see Miranda using. No, that's that for... that's a face one. But then I've used the Herbivore Coconut Body Scrub on. And so what I like to do is yeah. I like to hit a little yogi squat in the shower. I do a little malasana. I drop down and I just do gentle buffing circles like all on my whole crack. And I will say between that and getting a bidet. Do you have a you have a day in one of your bathrooms? Yeah. Between yeah. that. And so basically I'm essentially showering every time I shit. You know, I'm showering off my butthole That's every time. Essentially. I mean, yeah. Does Mark do it too? Yeah. But, you know, since he's out of the room right now, really, I said shit. But typically I say blink with him you know i like to just maintain a little like shut I blink. up with how long you're together four years and you say blink yeah i just like i just i want to maintain like this like mystery of my whole it's like legends of the does hidden he temple say shit? no what does he say he doesn't bottom though either so it doesn't really like I oh it doesn't like, matter for him yeah well and, and if he does it's kind of like annual it's kind of like anniversaries and birthdays you know what i'm saying it's like not like the most it's a celebratory thing. yeah because you want that like he does it for you kind of, it's like every once so i was like you just kind of want to make sure you kick the tires make sure everything yeah popping oh so you really first of all that's kind of you to really maintain the area yeah i do but but i but i learned that because i was like oh, i was like my butt like it's like not giving me like the same <laughs> even color that i want it to and how do you then, know because i just i bend you over and you pull it? your cheeks apart no, and you look stop. at a full-length you mirror you do that often you don't look at your no like, i don't oh yeah at least Three times a week. No. Yeah, I, do, really? I bend over. Yeah, I bend over in front of a full length mirror. Yeah. I pull yeah. it apart, and then I yeah, I'm, I'm. It's like part of my body inspection, girl. You gotta like look. Do you wax there? Oh no. Okay. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Okay. I'm very like pro hair. Hair. Yeah. Yes. I feel that. Girl, I'm living with HIV. I can't be shaving stuff down there, <laughs> and you know, I mean, I'm sure I'd be fine. I'm undetectable. I could probably be fine, but no, I'm. No, but she's down there for a reason. She's, I heard she's, she's a good barrier. Now I have a yeah. uh, I have a vaginal story for you. Oh, Are you okay. ready? I love it. I love that we're just like never gonna get to no, anything. No, we're I'm never. About sex I have the whole like time. all this intense stuff we're talking about. But okay, you ready? So much better. Yeah. Okay, so I had this person that came to the salon, and they were a client at the salon. But you know, they shower me nameless. They meet this really hot guy, and they really want to fuck because he's only going to be in town for the weekend. So, but then she realizes that she has a yeast infection. So then she reads online that if she puts Greek yogurt up her vagina, that is going to cure the yeast infection. Uh-huh. So she does. And then she's like, oh, my God, it feels so much better. I'm like so relieved. This is like everything. I'm like totally ready to rumble. <laughs> then she picks this guy up from the airport. They 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 start having sex. They're yeah. doing the thing at the, at the apartment. And then all of a sudden in mid-stroke, he just stops and like all the blood drains from his face. And he is like he's just turned like moss, like this like light greenish color. Like he's like the fucking Greek yogurt. 
had curdled, like a pocket of it had like curdled. She didn't get it all out. And so he pulls out and there's like this curdled <laughs> fucking Greek yogurt, like cottage cheese Greek yogurt. And he, and like all over the place. And so, and they're both dry heaving. Like, she's just like, oh my God, I can explain. Like it was Greek yogurt. I had like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Jesus. And like, how do you come back from that? Like the first day of like a weekend oh date, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You guys, free people has been part of my life since high school. I remember I used to go to department stores and try to find discounted free people stuff and feel so cool. And I snagged something boho chic and freaking fabulous. And free people is still around. It is timeless. It is amazing. And they actually have FP movement now. FP movement has a lot of active wear and it's all about like just like loungy, active, sporty, which like I know that I'm not sporty and active, but I like dressing sporty and active, but I really love it. It's like very lifestyle, very feminine, creative. I have such amazing pieces. You guys have seen me wear these probably on Instagram. My favorite denim skirt is from Free People from FP Movement. I have this chic, oversized green vest that like everyone should have. It literally I put it on. It makes me feel instantly cooler. And I have so many throws um, that are fleece, also green. I feel like green is a very in color right now. And just three people is so chic and amazing. And I'm just obsessed with their FP movement, active wear and gear. So if you're looking for a good shopping list for a friend, FP movement is where it's at. Sweaters, denim, fresh and fun footwear, everything. Free people is your go-to for unique gifts, you guys, and FP movement. If your friends like fitness, wellness, happiness, or just loungy, cozy, chic outerwear looks. So free people and FP movement have gifts for you, for friends, for family. So give good gifts this holiday season. Okay. And shop freepeople.com. Again, that's freepeople.com. Do you guys live under a rock or have you been using Rakuten because Rakuten is super well known because people like to shop and save. People like to shop and then why not while you're shopping, save and earn cash back on everything that you buy. Like, what do you do like for a living? Oh, I shop and make money off of it. Oh, thank you. Why the hell not? It's like it brings me back to the days of like when I used to just use a debit card, you know, when I was younger and I was like, I like that it comes straight out of my, and it's like, no B use a credit card so you can get points and like free travel and free, you know what I mean? So Rakuten is a way of the, the future of that because you're literally just earning on shopping and they're partnered with so many stores in like every category you can think of beauty, clothing, electronics, department stores, pets. So you're already shopping. Why not be saving while doing it? It's a no brainer. They are partnered with Sephora, Macy's, Ulta, Nike, Adidas, Petco, eBay, Zappos, Expedia, Best Buy, more and more and more. Listen, their platform is super easy to use. They have changing promotions. They have new stores added all the time. And it's just meant for people who find pride in finding the best deals or finding savings because Rakuten is really about a hack to save money while shopping. Okay. And you could also stack holiday sales on top of cash back. And it's just all a big savings party. Okay. You guys, so if you haven't yet, download Rakuten, start using Rakuten when you shop. R A K U T E N. Rakuten, get on it. That story's always stuck out to me in my head, which brings me to m- one of my first time effing stories, just inspired by yours. The first time I ever hooked up with a guy, I had only seen straight porn. And I didn't. Why? I, why? Well, because it was the fucking 90s. Okay. Oh, there I was like was, the 90s. Into, I them. didn't know how to find porn. I oh, only, okay. I found it in the ceiling. It was in my older brother's room. Okay. I didn't fucking oh, so know. you watched what you had. It was a tape. Oh, it was yeah, a tape. It, was like, it wasn't like it was called porn Carnal up. Cravings. What was it called? Carnal Cravings. <laughs> it was crazy. It had this, like, it was like these 70s people with like big perms. And this like lady had this huge bush with a mini leather skirt. She was a bartender and she was like, it was crazy. You really remember it? I remember. Yeah. I was like, yeah. well, yeah, I was scarred. It was like, a, so it was like <laughs> Jesus. But so, but so I didn't know what to do. And I was just like, oh, my God, when is this ever going to be over? Because I was just like, t- after about even even then, like 20, 30 minutes, I'm. Were you excited? Did it arouse you? No, not the porn. I mean, like fast forward through the porn, like when I'm actually <laughs> having sex for the first time. Oh, OK, OK. But I, after 20, 30 minutes, any time, I'm just I'm, I'm always like after 30 minutes, I'm just like, I want to be done. Like, yeah. I just, like, I just I'm like ready to eat. I want to lay down. I'm yeah. tired. Like, this has just been so much, you yeah. know? So anyway, I, but this guy is like, I didn't know how to make him come. I was like, what the, how do you, this is fucking take you forever. So then I just was like, I looked at my tits and I was just like, 
And then he made this crazy face. You, he was. I tried to titty fuck the guy. Yeah. But I didn't have titties because I was like, you know, (laughs) I was like a 17 year old boy. Like, guy. Did it turn him on? No. He was like, what do you do? He was like, it wasn't, he wasn't like gross older, but he was, he like, he was more experienced yeah. than me. And so yeah. he was just like very taken off guard. I also think in retrospect, I think I was actually probably more in like, I think I was like just getting my driver's license or maybe just before that. So I think I, I was like, 50, I was like, I was like a sophomore. He was like a senior, you know, and I just, Wait, a good but about. I just want, can I ask you one more question about anal? Yes. Cause I had a story in the town I grew up in that a girl did anal with a guy and shit on his penis. He told everybody it was like, really? <laughs> so does that not Why happen? That me laugh? I mean, poor girl though. He told everybody. Yeah, of course it happened. And happens. like, you're saying you call it binky or blinky blink, or whatever. Just blink. So does that, is that a common thing? Well, I've been really lucky in my marriage and that <laughs> I, you know, have not, but no, yeah, it could totally happen. It could happen. It's only, it's only really ever happened to us this one time. And I was like, <laughs> fucking run me over with a car I could just die like it's not some guys are just like so and and like they are very understanding like they don't shame like and and Marky's definitely not a shamer but for me personally like if it's I'm just like ah I just can't even <laughs> fucking believe it you know what I mean although you know it's interesting yeah this one time I was all ready and then I hooked up with this guy but he wouldn't kiss me on the mouth which I was just like this is so crazy like I just I'm not someone who can like be fucked and not kiss like I yeah. just can't do that and so then all of a sudden, he, and I was just like kind of laying there. I was like, oh my God, I feel like awful. I feel like I'm being used. It's like gross. I hate it. But I also didn't say just like stop. I was just like, maybe he'll just be done soon. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just stopped and he was like, oh my God, it's not clean. And I was like, you're kidding. And because like, I just thought I was like, because I, because I, like I thought I was so ready, but my body literally had been like storing this like balloon of water from the cleanse. Like I thought I'd evacuate everything, but there was just like one little pocket of water up there. And he poked, he poked my water balloon and I just kind <laughs> of. I did. I just kind of like, I just kind of like, it was like a shart water. I just like, shart, it was like shart water. Cause I just, I, there was like still some up there from the cleanse, but it was so nice. He was like this really muscular guy. And I just, and then oh, I so was, he was nice about it. Oh no. He was like, it's not clean. I was like, sorry, girl, better leave. Bye. Can wash off when you get home. Not kissing me on the mouth. Get the fuck out. You know, I can't. I did let him go to the bathroom really quick though. But yeah, but I just, I loved it. Like my, my body like revolted because I didn't like the situation. <laughs> and you know, what? I couldn't say no. So my us. body was just like, said it for me. <laughs> yeah. Like get out. And no, like my whole was like, get out right, <laughs> right now. It's the, the end, end of you, you and me. me. I love, I love. Let's go back. Before all the anal. Yes. Before, before all, all the anal. For people, because I want people to get to know you. Yeah. You know? Other, yeah. Like, you're more than just... More than just <laughs> anal fucking sex, you guys. Not that much more, but, like, uh, a little bit. Uh, just a tiny bit more. Yeah. So you grew up in Illinois. Yeah. Was it conservative? Yes. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. Like, so how? what was that like for you? So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're living in Texas. Mm. That's what I'm kind of... Yeah, also you, so much yeah, fun. Yeah, so much fun. Are you living in I Texas? I think it's trauma repetition. Is it on purpose to help those areas? And So really, Texas was, I was minding my own business in March of 2020. And on like March 6th, we were moving to Austin to go to shoot Queer Eye season five. And we did four days of the first episode before like the world shut down. Wow, right. And so at the time, you know, it was kind of like, are you going to be off for one month, three months, nine months, a year? Like no one knew how long. And I have four cats at the time. I have five now. Mark and I had just started dating. You're a cat lady. I'm a cat lady. But it's kind of a bitch to like drive four cats across the country. And yeah. they don't really like deal with that that well. And yeah. I definitely wasn't like flying with four cats, you know, because I don't know if people know. So like you literally have to have like one person per pet. Like so if I want to fly like all five of them, I got to bring like, you know, three of my friends with my husband to get all my cats. Yeah. And only like two can be on a plane at a time or like three. So like like out of the whole airplane. Yeah. It's right. like a, so it's like a big thing to like if you have thing. multiple cats and you're not like, you know, the, having that private plane money. Can't like cats like survive on their own. <laughs> Like in the house. No, that's actually kind of like another misconception too. Like, like they really do need like consistency. They mm-hmm. need socialization. Like, like, my, like watch my, like you can have my house if you like watch. I'm like, people don't care who. Yeah, but I didn't know if I was cat. like, a, I mean, I was moving to Austin for three months. Yeah. Because the shoots are three to four months. So I was moving from March to May at least. So that's not a little amount of time. So you drove with your cats. Yeah. So like rent a car, get to Austin. House, I get there. World shuts down four days later. And so I'm like, well, I could go back to my apartment in New York. But at the very beginning of the pandemic, everyone was like, Manhattan's running out of food. There's like no food. Like, so I was kind of like. No toilet paper. I was like, 
damn, maybe I'll just get like an Airbnb down here, like on a lake and just like vibe this nice weather. So I did that because I was like, maybe we'll be back in production in like three months. Like, I don't know. Like, so I Airbnb a house. And then after a couple of weeks, I was like, wow, my nervous system, like, because the state legislature has like, it was never like a fucking, you know, oasis for queer people. But Austin was a little like is more liberal. And I did feel like good there. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't feel, you know, in 2020, there was like not that many anti-queer laws. And then 2021, they, you know, tried a couple. And then 2022, they tried a couple more. And then this year, like this legislative session, they they did like 500, like, or no, that's in the U.S. But in Texas, there actually, maybe that was, Texas. there was hundreds. I mean, an unbelievable amount of tests. I, I, this year, I started feeling really targeted in Texas. But when I first came, it didn't, I mean, it wasn't amazing, but I felt like I could you kind feel of, targeted, like personally, like if, if you go out. I feel or, a little less safe. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. feel a little less welcome. But that's, you know, it's hard to feel welcome as a non-binary trans person when there's, you know, there's drag. I mean, I'm a comedian. Like, I wear the clothes that I wear when I perform. There was a law that was struck down, but they tried, they passed a law that, that was going to ban drag performances. Like, you know, if it could be any place in, like, where a minor could potentially see. So, like, I would be a drag performance because I'd be wearing a dress. So that means, like, I couldn't, you know, go read my children's book. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. Like, in my stand-up comedy show, like, isn't for kids anyway, but, like, I couldn't... Like, right, you re- ask like, who does... But it's, like, I couldn't... There, yeah. re- but it's, like, I couldn't read my book. Like, I couldn't, like, read Peanut Goes for the Gold. I couldn't, like, do things that are totally fine and above board the, all that ages. that didn't pass. Well, it got struck down by a federal judge, but the drag bands is, has... have We've had more luck getting those banned, but a lot of the trans bands and gender-affirming care bands have been allowed to go into effect in district court. So, I think we're really likely to see that head to the Supreme Court next year because we've had some district court of appeals rule against the bans being able to go in place, but then other ones have let them go into effect. So anytime like district courts have like competing rulings, like that usually fast tracks it to the Supreme Court. So we're going to be seeing this same Supreme Court that overruled Roe v. Wade. They're going to be ruling on gender affirming care for minors and it's going to be a thing. When is that going to happen? I'm guessing next year. I mean, they haven't officially picked it up yet, but just the fact that like, I think like the first circuit and the sixth and the eighth circuit, I, I could be misspeaking here, but there certain circuits have ruled competing rulings. So some have said, yeah, these gender affirming care bans can go into effect. And other ones have said they can't because they're unconstitutional. And so now that question of whether or not these, you know, gender affirming care bans are constitutional or not are going to be going to the Supreme Court. And you've been doing so much activism for this. Like, did did young Jonathan ever see do you ever see yourself being in this place? Like, did you Well, like and then to that question of like we know what it was like growing up. I mean, yeah. I, I I've always been really passionate about queer rights and really aware of queer rights. I mean, I grew up in the HIV AIDS crisis. I grew up in like the age of like DOMA, which was like you know the Defense of Marriage Act that was passed in the Clinton era. So I mean, the hot topic of conversation in my rural space was like you know, like I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. Like no, I don't think that. I mean, people were just really full face. Like yeah, no, you shouldn't be able to have the same rights as me. Like maybe we should call it civil unions and you get the tax breaks and you get the, you can go into the hospital room, but no, like it can't be like, and I mean, I think we're going to see that kind of, we're going to see that play out too, because even in the or in the Dobbs decision, Clarence Thomas said we should revisit marriage equality and even sodomy laws and return those to states rights as well. So Justice Thomas has already, you know, floated that idea. But I've always been someone who has been really passionate about current events, really passionate about queer rights, really passionate about equality, women's rights, and just passionate generally about, like, the world around me. So I was like that as a kid. You were? Yes. And when did you come out as a kid? I never really, like, had to hardcore come out. Really? I mean, I think I think I probably started answering yes to the question of when kids called me gay in, like, seventh or eighth grade. What? you, You just said yes? Yeah, eventually. Really? I think there was like a brief moment in like the Baywatch era where I was like, I'm bi, like Pamela Anderson's hot. (laughs) I was like, that's like a little less bad or something. But no, I mean, kids were calling me faggot really consistently by the time I was like in second, third, fourth. Yeah. Not kids in my grade necessarily, like older kids in school would be like, that kid's gay. That kid like from really, because I I was like, like, was it even before you knew it? I don't know. I mean, I don't think any kids like necessarily exactly have the words, but like I totally had crushes on like, you know, 
kids in my grade and like like there was this one boy Tyler who I would always like run up and like push him down when we were like you know we were in like second grade and like I had these like sweatshirts and I was always like making them off the shoulder sweatshirts and like <laughs> I could like within Spice Girls I was like girl power <laughs> like I loved so, so when you're saying you never had to really come I out I was super queer did your family ask you about it too I think my mom in like sixth or seventh grade was like you know honey like are you like because you know the kids <laughs> I call it, you know, and she's like, it's totally fine if you are. Like, I'll love you no matter what. Oh, but like, so no, so she was like sweet about it. And I was like, no. <laughs> and, you know, and then also I remember like around that time, my mom found this like poster board that was under my bed where I had had like all these like shirtless, like un- it was called like my beauty inspo board. And like half of it was like black and white and like beautiful, like glam, like beauty ads from Vogue, but like of like fully clothed women, but like with like fierce ass hair and makeup. And then the other ones were just like all shirtless guys, no, like underwear model ads. Like but who was on your wall? Like Jeff posters on your wall. It was like all Hansen. I was like obsessed with <laughs> Hansen. Yeah. It was like Hansen and Michelle Hansen? Kwan. Yeah. No, I'm dying. So really gay, you know, who, just like very Who out of Hansen were you into? Okay. This is like really controversial, but I loved like that Isaac. I was Wait, into there's the, the, the young the one. Oldest. I always felt I like the I looked oldest. like. Don't I look like the young one? Zach, <laughs> you do kind of look like Zach now that I think about it. <laughs> like if I. If yeah, you had a side part and some drums. Isaac is the Taylor. middle one? Or the no, old Isaac one? was the oldest. The old one. Taylor, I guess he is oldest and Taylor's the middle. So you had Hanson on your walls. I did. I was really into them. Oh my God. But especially Isaac. I love someone with like a unconventional face. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do want to know how it works because you're saying you, you didn't have to come out as gay to your family, but did you. Is there a second coming out with the with being non-binary where you have to kind of have that conversation? Yeah. I mean, by the time I like had language for my non-binary identity, I was already like, you know, like 30 mm-hmm. or like 31. So and I'd already like kind of established my own shit by then. Right. So that wasn't so much of like and I, I write a lot about that of my gender expression journey in my second book. Love that story because like I was always very like fluid and like wanting to wear evening gowns and really like I said like cutting like you know off the shoulder sweatshirts and wanting to wear tights and like yeah but like (laughs) I always had like a very like much more feminine much more you know fluid or like woman associated like inclination towards dress that was always like really heavily discouraged you know from like adults and like you know family and then you know, later as I kind of realized more about my sexuality that I was like attracted to men, it's like even in that time, you know, there's only like three guys on gay.com or like, you know, the AOL chat rooms that were in like a 300 mile radius that you could somehow potentially like hook up with. Yeah. But I mean, femininity has never really been something, especially then that was super celebrated within the gay community. So if you were going to express your femininity, like that was like really lowering the chances that you had of like getting dick. And I really... Wanted you know, dick. getting dick and when you're living in a rural space is a full time job. You got to be really committed. And so I really kind so of you like, have to change. Yeah. And, I, and even all my 20s, like I had wigs, I had boots, I had heels, I had tights. Such it was always hidden in a closet. Like I never wanted a guy to like see that when wow. I was like, yeah. Cause so and then I think once I really was in the throes of sexual compulsivity and really dealing with that, I was like, I realized that I like didn't want to sacrifice myself anymore for sexual validation that was like so fleeting. And like, I would say like, you know, once I sucked enough dick that there was like a comma in the number, I was like, you know, I don't really want to sacrifice myself anymore for this like hollow ass like thing that I just don't even feel good. And it's like, I've just seen every dick there is to see over the age of 20. I don't care. Like these guys are, I don't, and I just want someone to see like me fully as opposed to like just this, you know, person that's like trying to get validated. So then more in like my late twenties, like mid to late twenties, as I started to like heal more, then I think I came more fully into my gender expression. And then as I started to like make a, other gender queer and non-binary and gender non-conforming friends and started like hearing them talk about it and just my world opened up so much when queer I happened. And so that's, I met so many other people in my community mm. where I was like, oh my God, that's how I felt my whole life. Like and I don't have the, to hide this anymore. Not even that I had to hide, but I already knew I didn't have to hide it like in my like, you know, mid twenties. And I was more myself as I healed more. But once I made more like made gender queer friends and made like non-binary friends. That's when I learned the language and was like, oh my God, that's me too. Like that's how I've always felt. But that wasn't until like after Queer Eye. I mean, you reference these points in your life, but you you did have a pretty complicated, you know, life growing up and college and all of that. How are you this like ray of sunshine that we all know you to be? I'm not really. If you read my comments, you'll see I can be a cunt. 
Like I, you know, tell people I'll just, you know, type back nothing but middle fingers, like sure, Jan, like, you know, get fucked. Like the comments can get reported sometimes, you know, because it's giving like violating community guidelines. Yeah. So I'm not always a ray of sunshine. You try to be. And I, well, no, not even. I think in both my books, that's one thing that I really like about writing and like whether it's writing or stand up comedy or even podcasting, like I can be a fuller version of myself and on queer. And this is something I write a lot about, like. I'm so grateful to Queer Eye and I love Queer Eye and like who you see on Queer Eye is who I am, but it's not all of who I am. You feel like it's more one dimensional. No, it's not even one dimensional because I think, you know, I'm really caring on there. I think that I can be, you know, I feel like I'm giving you levels, but you can't know the fullness of anyone from, you know, 45 minutes of a TV show. I mean, we shoot like five days a week for like six, seven, eight hours a day. So there's a lot of hours that you're on camera that gets edited down to 45 minutes. So it's kind of giving you like the highlight reel of like the best of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's like why, you know, I am more open about mess ups, my past, you know, things that I've learned. And I try to be more upfront about the fullness of who I am because I don't want people to be surprised when they realize that I'm like not always such a beacon of light. And I do struggle. And I think that, I think that positivity and even like, you know, how you show up in the world, it's like, even this is I think this is true of like masculinity and femininity like you think that masculinity is like more strong and that femininity is more like you know a quiet strength or something most men could never wear what I'm wearing I'm wearing heels today I'm wearing this dress could never walk down the street like the bravery that it takes to express my femininity like the courage the strength the resilience Like most men could never, but that's considered feminine. But I think I see so much masculine traits that are in femininity, you know, so similarly. Oh my God, so many. Oh my God, now that you're saying that, so many masculine traits in femininity. Yes. Yeah. Like I think positivity can also be like the courage to go through negativity. It can be the courage Mm. to be honest. It can be the courage, like positivity doesn't have to be saccharine and like ray of light. You know, it can, I think positivity can be gritty and I think it can be like sometimes dark. And I think that, and that's another kind of theme that I just write a lot about is that like some of your greatest joys can live next to some of your greatest failures and, or your biggest sorrows and the sorrow and the depression and the anguish like doesn't have to invalidate your joy. Like there, everything is allowed to kind of like coexist live together. Yeah. Yeah. I know this is going to be some shocking information, you guys, but Thanksgiving is around the freaking corner. This is absolutely wild. Where did June go? Like, hello, June. It's me. Okay, I don't know what's happening. I just am shocked, you guys. So I'm going to just breeze past this. But Thanksgiving is coming and you're going to need a bunch of stuff. If you're hosting for Thanksgiving, if you have to bake something for Thanksgiving, I'm planning on like not being here somehow so I don't have to have any responsibilities. But for those of you who are homemakers and, you know, dinner doers, okay, Thanksgiving is near. Macy's is here for you for home decor, for any and every kitchen gear you might need to roast a turkey, to bake a pumpkin pie, okay, and also to make your home Thanksgiving-y and fall-y with, you know, holiday vibes. And don't forget, department stores have it all. We're talking candles. We're talking, you know, ornaments. We're talking, I mean, that's for Christmas. We're talking, you know, decorations, cozy knit throws, And by the way, if you need everything ASAP because you do things last minute, no problem. You can order with same day, okay, same day delivery powered by DoorDash, or you can pick up in store or use curbside pickup. Macy's is here for you for all your Thanksgiving needs, you guys. So head on over to Macy's.com. Again, that's Macy's.com for all your Thanksgiving needs. I know you've been told a hundred times, like, don't sleep with your phone next to you. Don't charge your phone next to you to your head while you sleep. Don't be on your phone the first second you freaking wake up. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your brain. It's not good for anything. So sometimes you need a little bit of help doing that. And for me, that was the Hatch Restore 2. There really is such a simple self-care routine. The Hatch Restore 2 literally is your bedside sleep guide. It's your ally in rest. It's an innovative all-in-one dream machine with a sophisticated sound machine, a light and an alarm clock. And it's also beautiful. So it looks really chic on your bedside table. 
You guys, good rest is what we need, especially as we're getting older. I know VOM, which is why the Hatch Restore 2 was engineered to help you form healthy sleep habits. It teaches your body when it's time to sleep and when it's time to rise with light and sound cues. It coaches you through meditations and mindfulness exercises that transform the time before and after you sleep into restful rituals. With Hatch, you're going to sleep deeply with white, pink, or brown noise and other sleep sounds inspired by nature. No more jarring iPhone alarms. You'll wake up gently with a sunrise alarm clock that supports your natural Kirkadian rhythm. Right now, Hatch is offering my listeners $20 off your purchase of a Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co slash not skinny. Sleep deeply and wake gently with the Restore 2. Go to hatch.co slash not skinny to get $20 off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash not skinny. For people that don't know, you were saying before you were addicted to drugs. You had sex addiction issues. All these things. Food, sex, drugs. I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. Right. I'm a former sex worker. I've been through some stuff. What a life. Yeah. Do you feel like all of this brought me to where I am today? So, like, are there things that you're still struggling with accepting in your past? No, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place with like my story and like my process and my trauma. I feel like more what I kind of struggle with now is like or worry about more now is just like other young people that are going through things similar to what I did. And I just for as much progress as we think we've made, like, you know, seeing such this swell of like anti-trans vitriol and anti-queer vitriol and you know like growing up people are like it's gonna get better like and while I think things have gotten better everything gives pendulum and I just it's like we've been on this like I feel like we've been on this little backswing and that stresses me out for people but no I feel personally like I'm I feel like and I also have like a really good therapist and really good marriage therapist and you know good husband and good support system so I'm pretty lucky how did you and Mark meet? On Instagram. Stop. Yeah. Who slid into whose? Mark slid into my DMs, but he asked about a sweater. Your merch or something? No, he was just like, oh, that's a cute jumper. Like, who made that? And I was like, I sent him back a picture of my hole. No, you didn't. No, I did. It was like spread eagle. No. Like, how did you know that he, how did you know that that's where he was going? Maybe he wanted the sweater. I could sweater. just tell. No, stop. Yeah, I could tell he wanted it. You just spread eagle. No. no. Uh, okay. I was like, it's like, it's like from this, this store or whatever. I'll believe it. No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. So you answered, you said where it was from. Yeah. And that's how you started talking. Mm -hmm. That's so cute. And then we started chatting and then. What year was this? 2019. Okay. And then we, we had like one little date and then I, and then. Did he know you from your work? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But he, I was like, he's hot. I mean, yeah. So I was like, ah. So we had like one little date in New York and then were you living in the same place at that time? No, he was in New York visiting like for his work. And I lived in New York at the time. So we had a date and then he went back to London and then I was going to England for my comedy tour and for my book tour. And so then I went to the UK for like two and a half weeks that October. And like when I was on my way, I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to be in town if you want to hang out. And then we hung out like the first night that I got there. And then that was the time when it was like. And then we hung out the next night and then we hung out the next night and then we hung out the next night and we ended up hanging out like every night of that. I was like in London that time. And like, that's really when we started dating. That's so cute. So it's been like four, four, four years. years and then you got married in 2021, 2020, 2020. Yeah. Wow. In June of 2020. So you both knew it was it. Yeah. Slash immigration. But yes. <laughs> was there a proposal? Yeah. With this immigration attorney. <laughs> and we were like, wait, how do we like, I was like, how do we like get him to be able to st- day and not violate like the law and she was like you have to get married and I was like damn that's so intense <laughs> and so did you ever think you would get married like were you I planning so, on it? I hope so yeah okay. but and so it started off we were both like how Trey not romantic yeah and then but then we kind of like slept on it and then we were both kind of it was really cute we were like actually is kind of romantic <laughs> like, like no but honestly it's more romantic if you think about it uh, yeah and yeah. so then we were like and we were just like it is fast, but like if we want, but we were both just like, if it, if we want to take this relationship seriously and we want to this, it was that. Cause like, I just am not the type of person who can like have you go to London and like, I'll stay here and like, just not know yeah. when I'm going to get the D next. Like I can't just like get like an indefinite 
discontinuation yeah. of my access to D. Yeah. So I was like, I just can't do that. Yeah. And so then, so then, yes, yeah, so we got married in June. And obviously I was kind of scared because I was like, I don't want to like tell people yet. And I just was like, I don't want to hear people's fucking mouths. Yeah. And did you wait until the anniversary to tell people? No, that I buried it in a camera roll dump on like New Year's Eve like, of 2021. I was like, by the way, I also got married. Because like sometimes you just like want to just say it and then just because it had it been my with. life for the last like so I knew and I felt good about it. My yeah. my world knew. And then I was like, okay, I think I feel ready now. I always kind of try to do that. Like I I like I I just like kind of like sneak it in there. It's a little boop. I call it's just, like it. I'm like boop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the fist slide. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like it really was such a weird time. And I think this is like a, a good example of like with social media, like there's a lot more going on than what people talk about. Sometimes when I see my friends who aren't public figures just being messy as shit and saying every little fucking thing that's going on in their life or even their big trauma, I'm like, I'm jealous. I miss being able to be like, you have to overthink it. You feel like, now? no, I just cannot share. Really? Something. Yeah. Like I had like a really, but you signif- share so much. I know, but I had like a really significant death in my family like this year. And like, wasn't going to talk about that. Like it was really unexpected. It was really devastating. Like, not going to talk about it. And people, but in that time, you know, we got married. Then the day that we got married, my mom ended up in a really intense health situation. She's fine now, but it was, she actually ended up like, I FaceTimed her the night of our wedding to, because like none of our family could come because of the travel ban. Like, so Mark's family couldn't get here from the United Kingdom. And then it felt weird to have even just like my mom be there if like his mom couldn't Mm. be there. So it was just like me and Mark and a judge and my old assistant who also is a photographer. So he just came to take some pictures of us like for our day. Did you Um, do it at like City Hall? No, we did in our backyard. Mm. And then because like COVID and then our moms and dads and step parents like joined on Zoom. Then that night I FaceTimed my mom and she had mentioned that day. She was like, oh, I was up all night. Didn't feel very good. And then I FaceTimed her at like six o'clock that night to be like, oh, my God, like we're married, having fun. And she answered from a hospital bed with like one eye going this way, one eye going that way. And she was like, why are you crying? Like, no one's telling you I'm here until tomorrow. And I was like, bitch, you just told me right now you're like in a hospital. What the hell? And it's like six hours after we were married. It's like. I'm watching my mom like and like she's and you couldn't even go probably no visit her. it was like and it was and no one was allowed to go in the hotel right. or in the hotel in the hospital my brother was actually there and he was like trying to get in through emergency exits and like there was like police and so he was like but you can't go in it was like a thing and so and again I'm not you I was going to talk about my mom's health shit mm-hmm. online I'm not going to talk about the loss of a family member online it's why like, do you feel like you can't talk about those things or you just want to keep them private well my mom's health stuff is my mom's health right. stuff right so like you know, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Where do you draw the boundaries? People have so much shit to say and people are just like absolutely cruel. Like my cat fell out of a window and died in like 2019. It was like the saddest thing that's ever happened to me. And I accidentally like in like just really intense grief, like a few people asked me for selfies like the day that it happened when I was like going to work. And then I ended up like turning into that crazy meme and I was like, get away. And then I, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to have to make an Instagram post. It's basically just like, hey, if you see me on the street and I'm acting fucking crazy, like this is why. Because I was just like unhinged and I had to work and there was no time to grieve. There was no time to take any work off. Like I just had to like, I, I mean, I like had to go do a shoot for Queer Eye like an hour later. Oh my like God. literally like found like the front desk of this apartment building, like found because I like couldn't find my cat. The window was like this big. It was like a two inch like window. It's like they don't even open up and down. They open like those like little pie wedges. Yeah. But I didn't know that like full grown cats are capable can, of like, like go through like the tiniest rat. of yeah. holes. They literally can flit through the and so he got out on the sill, couldn't get back in. They like he wasn't there on like the security footage at like five in the morning. And then at like five thirty, he was there. I wake up, I can't find him. I'm like looking everywhere for my cat. I go down to the front, the front, and I'm like, cause I was like the night before I'd like gotten uber eats and so i was like when i got the food from the front door i like thought he like slipped out so like just gotten out of the front mm-hmm. door so i was all like or it's like oh my god someone kidnapped my cat like when he got out into the hallway from uber eats so i was all like bug <laughs> like bug like walking through the halls and then i was like let me go downstairs and so then I, when i went down to the front desk and was like is any like it i can't find my cat her face just like totally changed and the second that her face made that face like i remembered that like the air conditioning in the building had stopped the night before. So like, that's why I cracked the window because it was just like hot as shit. Oh, so you were immediately, your mind went It was there. like a movie. I was like, oh my God, window open, like can't find my cat. And I, I had literally opened like every cupboard because like my brain just did not, like I didn't even realize that it was like a possibility. Did they take the cat away or did you see? They found the him and then they put him, they had him like back in an office. And I literally like just like collapsed to the floor and was just like sobbing on the ground. And then... Like the lady was like, oh my God, do you need help like back upstairs? And I and I was like, huh. 
And so then I went back upstairs when I went upstairs, like all the windows or like all the cabinets were still open. And then I rushed over to the window and I could see these like marks on the window. And I just it was yeah. the most traumatic. And then that's just like 730 in the morning. And like my call time was like nine. And so and like these people from GMA had just won this like thing to watch us film like a loft scene. You're saying you had to be on that on. day. And, and it was on the way like because we were like my apartment was like a couple blocks away from where that like house was. So. It was like on the way walking there that I was like crazy to like three different pedestrians. And I was like, I'm going to have a fucking like glitter public. Like I'm going to fucking freak out. Like it was just the worst day ever. And then, yeah. So, but like, so, but when I shared that on Instagram, like I don't name search myself on Twitter anymore. Cause it's like the, like, and also I don't even like use Twitter, but I went through this phase where like, I would look at, to see what people were saying and people would say the craziest shit about bug. His name was bug the second. Yeah. And people would just be like, oh, don't say anything about JVN or he's going to murder a cat. Or like they would like draw these pictures of like me and a cat falling out of a window or just like these crazy hurtful things. Or like back in like 2020, like when I endorsed Elizabeth Warren, like these kids on Twitter were like retaking these pictures of me from this photo shoot and being like Ronald Reagan, like laughing at me as I die of full-blown AIDS. Like just these crazy me, like Really crazy. So it's like when I have shared about my living with HIV or I have shared about really difficult things, some people get something out of it, like as far as like, oh, like whatever. But then other people are just like fucking crazy. And like once you've seen cool something people. about that, like senior, like it's it's so hard and you never get used to that sort of cruelty. Like you just can't. You can't imagine that there's a person that could be. Well, that because to you, you're to them, you're not a person. Yeah. You're like this caricature of yourself where they've seen one headline or they've seen one clip and they're like, I fucking hate that person. Do and you block people? For sure. Yeah, you're a blocker. But, you know, that's why I don't share about certain things. So it's like if my mom is, and, and again, my mom is like fine or she's healthy now. Like mm -hmm. she's sorted her stuff out, which is like awesome. But, you know, with like marriage as well, like I just, you're more protective because people, and it's one thing when people say crazy things about you, but it's another thing when people say crazy things about like someone that you love. And so that's like, you know, with like the death in my family, like I, you know, it's just, you just get more like protective. Yeah. That's why you don't really talk about your family that much, right? Like mm -mm. your brother and sister, anything like that. Yeah. You keep you keep that. It feels like you've shared what you've shared, which is a lot. Yeah. Of everything you've went through. And then now you're you're picking picking and choosing yeah. more. I always kind of was a picker and a chooser. But yeah. Yeah. So if I ask you and you don't have to share, do you want kids? I think no. You think no? Because we have five cats and three dogs. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you if you don't like dogs. So you like dogs and we cats. We love. I love you have both. five cats and three dogs? Yeah. How do you travel? You have people watching? Yeah, we have like three really trusted house sitters who we love that like okay. all of our animals. That's important. Yeah. What dogs? Our oldest is Elton after yeah. Elton John. And then our middle girl is Rose. And she's a Pyrenean mountain dog and pit mix from Safe in Austin. And she's Rose after Rose Nyland from Golden Girls. And then our youngest is George after George Michael. And he's like a... Australian cattle dog, like pit, collie. Do they get along so with the cats? Yeah, Georgie gets a little chasey and Rose gets a little chasey. But all the cats love Elton and Lo Elton loves all the cats. Wait, so do you think you're going to stay living in Austin then? Yeah, I mean, it's we kind of made it our home. And now I do feel like, you know, I feel like people would have said like if Georgia was going to elect like two Democrat senators and help deliver the White House for Democrats in like 2008 or four of you would have said like they were on like shrooms or acid or something. So I feel like I, I do feel like living in Texas at the beginning was like nervous system. Like it was nice for my nervous system. Yeah. And it was also nice because like just people don't expect to see me there. So it was like less like getting accosted all the time. Not yeah. that I mind it. I do love like fans, but and just like meeting people. But your nervous system like can only take like so many times of some, especially if you run late all the time, which I do. And then someone oh. will like, especially like living when I lived here, like, I am consistently late and then you don't want to like let someone down when they're like trying to tell you that like, you, yeah. but then it's like, girl, I'm literally 20 minutes late to this like doctor's appointment or whatever the yeah. fuck. And like, I really got to go, but I don't want to be a bitch. But then I'm, I could see you in New York though. I you, 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 you give, you have a New York vibe. Yeah. Cause I lived here for like three years. Yeah. But then, but you can live here with all the cats and the dogs. It would be a lot. It would be too much. It would be, and you would need like a really big house. Yeah. And I just don't have like that Olsen row money Kardashian. <laughs> like I'm not like I'm obviously no, no, no. But I'm even doing when good, you, you see like, like big celebs that live here on like Architectural Digest, their houses aren't that big if they live in New York City. Like, well, you, it's can't, like you, just, you can't. That shit's expensive as shit and here. And also brownstones, they like go up, but they're not big. I'm obsessed with brownstones. I know, me too. But that's what I'm telling myself. That's why I told you that. 
because I'm obsessed with the brownstones. Yeah, they're so but cute. But I'm convincing myself that they're you don't not. Need one. They're so like stupid and awful and terrible and like not even <laughs> fucking useful. I literally did research so and it was like, they're just high up. Do you There's understand? like shoe boxes. There's like <laughs> exactly. fucking big, tiny the, shoe boxes. The floors aren't wide. Shit. They're shit <laughs> fucking floors. I wanted to talk to you about so many things. Talked about like anal and yeah. stuff for so long. About growing up and then college. And then after college, you had to drop out. And that's how you got into hair. But what I wanted to know, was hair ever an inkling before always. that moment? Always. I always knew I wanted to do hair. Really? But my family was like. Political science. Yeah. They're like, you need to go to college. And then if you go to college and you still want to do hair, then you could do hair. Yeah. And I was like. Okay. You know what? That's stupid. I know it was. Well, my my I like I wanted to, you know, do things too. And my mom was like, you have to have a degree, but I won't do that to my kid. Well, because I mean, with a stupid like, degree, it's those, so expensive too. those hoes being our parents. They when they had to go to college, it was like twelve five, <laughs> like the most expensive, like the most expensive college I bet was like it was like 10,000 or 12. Yeah. Like you could get like a reasonable education. Yeah. Now it's like. You're going to be in debt for fucking 20 or 30 because years. you... Unless your you parents know. have, like, an extra, like, what? Like, 150 or two? Like, who has yeah. just, like, an extra 150 just yeah. sitting around? And especially if you have, like, multiple brothers and sisters, like... I know. In college, we used to bully our one friend whose parents paid for it straight out. We'd just be like, how does it feel? I mean, that probably feels pretty good. <laughs> I'd imagine that feels pretty how awesome. How does it feel? You should try to fuck that friend. Like, have sex with that friend and become best friends with them because they sound <laughs> Just rich. Just have their money. Yeah. Pay off my student loans. My God, your in-laws could pay off your student loans. <laughs> I Is it a girlfriend to... or a guy friend? No, no, no. It was, it was my roommate in college. We have tattoos of our dorm number. They're, like, too friendly. I, like, can't do all of them. <laughs> They're, like, more friendly. I wanted to... First of all, I was... You know, I wanted you to come on my podcast. I think the email that I got was even about your hairline or something. I was like, I, I want JVN on the pod. And then, you know, you did that armchair expert pod. And I thought you were potted out. I was like, it's not no. going to happen. No. But you're not potted out. You can out. never pot me out. You can never pot you out. Can, can't pot out a pot house. So what can you just tell us about that? Like, are you and Dax good? Was the internet crazy, divisive? Well, the internet is crazy, yeah. divisive. Yeah. I think Dax and I are good. You know, yeah. I haven't spoken with him since. He did apologize. He did? On the podcast at, at the end. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Look, you didn't expect to go into that. It felt war zone-y. It it just it just felt it felt fine. It felt OK, actually it didn't feel that good. And also it was really edited. And also I really asked for like I just wanted insight because like obviously that was a pretty intense conversation. Yeah, I had a feeling that it would be edited. I just wished that I could have had a transcript or like had insight into what that edit would be. And you know, I asked for that and wasn't given that. And so, you know, as someone who's been hosting a podcast for eight years, like I do transcripts. I let my guests read the transcript. I give, I, I just, that part was kind of hard. There was some stuff that I said about People noticed that though, just, you know. No, like, no. The I, internet I, did I, No, I, I know. But I just, that part, I was just like, you know, but he's nice. Chris, I, I have a lot of respect for him. I will say this. I thought he was very brave to release it. I thought that he right. was. He could have edited his he could have I oh mean, no oh to be clear he was very edited it was that was not exactly what went down yeah i would say it was worse like like what, you thought he might not release the episode yes or i uh -huh. thought he would but but you know i think that if the if, if a more accurate edit existed i think you would see why i cried right that's what people were talking about and and i heard it too you know when you broke down yeah, the listeners didn't at that moment. I mean, it, it made sense that you would break down because of the whole conversation. You said, I'm just exhausted. I'm exhausted from having to defend these kids. And I'm, you know, exhausted. But you know what I was also? And it the was amount that, of knowledge I, but, but I was really exhausted from the gaslighting. Mm. It was really gaslighting to say, you know, I, you know, I can agree with you on nine of ten things. But then I disagree on one thing and you're going to label me. Well, he wasn't agreeing with me on nine of ten. He was actually disagreeing with me on every single thing I you said. You called him your dad. You were like, I feel like I'm talking well, to my I dad. Well, because I did. And he and every single thing I said, he had pushback. Every single thing. And I thought it was interesting for someone with an anthropology degree from whatever, like in Kleinfelters or whatever. It's like, I was absolutely right about my intersex statistics, which they went on to say in their fact check. And then well, didn't really didn't spend any more time on that. And, you know, he dressed me down for that said it was wrong. I also thought it was funny. And this wasn't edited. This was true. I said, you know, transphobes would say that this is an overly blown number. And then he immediately said, well, I do think that's an overblown right, number. Right. And he was completely wrong. And I just, 
you know, for that. And I also just think, I just think there's a world where like a second conversation would be nice privately, where a more genuine apology and ownership for. Did you expect that to happen? Like, were you like, I'm going to get an email? A little. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that there would be a reach out. Uh huh. I feel like if I had someone into my home to have a podcast and, you know, made them feel bad, not made them feel bad. I mean, he was a lot more animated in real life. I mean, I almost got up and left twice. Wow. It was intense. Why didn't you? Like, what's Because I you? was sitting in fucking Dak Shepard's house. <laughs> like, you're not sitting in an office like this. You're, like, literally in someone's house. It's so it the, felt... So it, you don't really feel like you're in your power. Did you know of him? But like, Of course. Like, I followed him like, on Instagram for 15,000 fucking years. I'm a huge fan of his wife. It was just, yeah. like, very unexpected. And disappointing. Yeah, well, not disappointing. It was just unexpected. I think what really made me emotional, other than the gaslighting part, is that, like... When I realize like how committed people are to like narratives that they've been exposed to, whether or not they're like true, like you get exposed to these headlines and these narratives around transphobia or about, you know, fairness in women's sports or, you know, kids transitioning, blah, blah, blah. And then people think they're so right, but they can really be so wrong. And I'm like, wow, this is someone who considers us their self an ally. And this is how they're talking. It's like our community has so much to overcome. Yeah. And that's what kind of I was really stressed out about. I was like, oh, my God, like it was just washing over me. Like in that moment, I'm like, I just and but, you know, I did say in the conversation, I love these conversations, but I just didn't realize it was going to go, you know, so intense, but definitely not potted out. I think Dax is really sweet. I think he's very understand. I don't think he means harm. I will say that he does not mean harm. And I thought it was brave to release the episode. And I'm glad that he allowed for so many more people to be exposed to Did you feel that supported by the internet or your community like after it came out? Yeah, I'm just like so uncomfortable. Like I don't, I'm not really comfortable in controversies like that. Yeah. Like it makes me feel really bad. I know. And you like to be like good with, you You like to yeah, be Yeah, like, I don't like TikTok fucking takedowns <laughs> of like, you know, like it. it's like, it's, I'm, I do. I, I think we all kind of care what people think. I'm trying to get more comfortable with not, but it's hurtful when people really think that you're like a nightmare shitty person. And then like the Megan Kelly videos and all these like turfs tagging me in like 15,000 fucking videos and you're just being like fucking transphobic assholes. Like it opened me up to a lot of online abuse too. Yeah. But I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of people that were really coming for him as well. Yeah, I do have to say I did see both, but I'm sorry you had to go through that. And that's it is disappointing for me from Dax because I'm a fan as well and listen to his podcast and stuff. But I was also blown away, which I'm sure so many people like your knowledge. So the about other this thing, stuff? too, it's like, like the way I'm edited in that episode, though, it's like it's like it seems like I talk with no breath for 30 minutes <laughs> when in reality, like, you know, we were having a conversation. It's just that I was getting interrupted in the middle of every fucking thing I said so often that they had to like edit all my thoughts and a stream of consciousness oh, because wow. I really couldn't get three sentences out without it well, was well I'm sorry that you went through that but I do think I am also attracted to a lot Dak of Republicans I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to a lot of Republicans I talk about that in my stand-up comedy it's like purely physical like I'm not down with their policies but like if I saw them in an alley and they wanted me to go down <laughs> on them like I would do it and so what makes a Republican attractive do you same thing makes anyone like jawbones, pecs, okay. like you know your vibe. Okay, so the physicality, your principal vibes, yeah, just yeah. like purely biologically. Uh -huh. They always want to talk about biology. Let's talk about biology. Yeah. You know, and my attraction this is biological. But no, but yeah, I mean, Dax, he's very charismatic and very engaging. Okay, I just but, want to do one thing before you go. Yeah, what, what do you want to say? Well, just for getting curious. So, JV and hair, we love you because was, <laughs> was this for that? We love you and hair. My hair is looking amazing today. <laughs> no, first uh, of all, I want to say because I said it before we started, I have JV and hair. Yes, purple bottles. I love it. We switched to blue. The oh, purple doesn't oh exist anymore. Me. I have the old, the old one. Right, well, it lasts. Okay. But I also just want to say, if you are like, oh my God, I just think JVN is so much fun and I want to listen to their podcast and you don't feel like learning, we just did two new like additions to the Getting Curious universe. So like I do Getting Curious every Wednesday, which is like my little pride and joy. But now every other Monday, I'm doing Curious Now, which is like the queer headlines. And yeah, like, I was wondering why there were three different yeah, titles. So because now... I've been doing Getting Curious for eight years. We've done like over 350 episodes. I've interviewed like so many experts across like all of academia. And so now Curious Now is about like, it's 
kind of just giving you a quick recap of the headlines. It's giving you like a couple little segments. And then I have a past guest on to talk about something that's going on now. So it's like a little update on them, but shorter. And so, so that's getting cur- curious, curious now. And then pretty curious. And then pretty curious. And pretty, have, so it's three podcasts. It's actually four. I haven't gone to Ask JVN yet, but pretty curious is it's just our beauty podcast. It's where I get to do like salon talk. We're talking about beauty, like hairdressers, makeup artists, estheticians, injections, okay. all things beauty. Wow. And then... Ask JVN is basically like talk sex with Sue Johansson, but it's behind a paywall and you got to like pay for it because I'm really slutty and I'll probably get canceled for it. It's basically like the beginning of this podcast, but even worse. Oh my God. I love it. I would pay for that. So the tour too, just yes, you're touring slutty. until December. I am. And then I'm going to add on some new dates next year too. Oh so my fun God. and slutty will be coming to some more cities in January and February. Well, thank you so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks for having me. I hope I didn't traumatize your listeners. Oh my God. You are a gem. Thank you for having me. And thank you for coming on. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.